When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Smith-Schuster is a terrific football player. He's also a terrific human being. And he's going to be missed. But, but, good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Juju's done for the year. He's going to have shoulder surgery at some point in the next 72 hours as a result of a pretty violent collision in Sunday's victory over the Broncos. And it's a loss. I'm not here to underplay it in any way. Again, this is a really good football player. He might not be what we thought or hoped he was going to be after that ridiculous rookie season of his when he was breaking all these big plays and mega touchdowns out of quick slants. But he has become a really reliable third-down receiver, a really committed blocker and according to absolutely everyone on the inside an outstanding teammate and really which is funny given for his age but a a leader among the wide receivers once more losing him isn't good but I don't have any issue with seeing Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool push to the front. I also don't have any issue with James Washington taking, finally, regular snaps as a receiver in a three-man set. All of these things are overdue. Whenever I questioned the Steelers bringing back Juju after last season, even though the rate was low at $8 million for a year, even though there wasn't much of a commitment on the team's part and zero commitment beyond this season, it still felt like money that could have gone 
to better use elsewhere. I stand by that, not because of his injury, obviously. I stand by that because, well, there's that $8 million, and then there's the $11 million that the team is still sitting on in vacated salary cap space. $19 million gets you a whole lot of offensive line, kids. You know, it just does. When I refer to the Steelers grossly mismanaging their salary cap, and I do that a lot, that's what I'm talking about. They shouldn't have been crossing their fingers and hoping in week five that their offensive linemen could be just functional at the NFL level. That never should have happened. Never should have happened. And the signing of Juju was part of that. Not his fault. That's on the team. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format is what works best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. He'll be missed. He'll be missed. Listen to Deontay Johnson speaking with us yesterday afternoon in a Zoom call. I mean, obviously, you goes to your mind like that. It's tough seeing him in that type of pain or whatnot. I mean, that's for like anybody. It's tough seeing somebody get hurt. That's a key player to the offense or whatnot that goes down. Just gotta, just gotta rally around him and just be there for him. You know, off the field, you know a lot. Never know what's going through his mind or whatnot. Obviously, he wants to be on the field, but to an injury like that, you you can't really do nothing about it. But we just got to keep playing, and he can hopefully he gonna be cheering us on on the sidelines or whatnot. I know that's what he gonna do, but we just gonna keep rallying around him, keeping his head in the game or whatnot, just being our form. Um, that's pretty much it. He'll be missed. You know, wide receivers are really unlike any athletes at any position in team sports in that so much of what they do is out of their control because they can't make the quarterback throw the football to them. They can't make the coordinator assign plays for them. And then even if both of those things happen, they can't make it be a good throw. So sometimes you don't even know how good a receiver is. We've seen that countless times over the years in the NFL. Not so much in Pittsburgh, but with other teams. Deontay Johnson was targeted twice in that win over the Broncos. Now, those two catches resulted in 72 yards. So he had a really big impact on the game. But I'm going to say this again. He was targeted twice he was asked to touch the football two times Claypool was targeted six times and he caught five of those for 130 yards between them Johnson and Claypool accounted for 202 yards receiving out of Ben Roethlisberger's total of 253. They also accounted for both 
of the Steelers' aerial touchdowns. You see where I'm going here? To clarify it further, Ben attempted 25 passes, which is really, really low, but it was 25. He attempted 25 passes. And out of those attempts, two went to the team's best receiver, six went to the team's second best receiver. That's eight out of 25. Now, Juju didn't take away their targets. Juju was only targeted once, and it was an incompletion. So I'm not digging in on Juju here. I am digging in, and I have done this for a long time now, on the notion that the two best receivers in the core should be treated as such. There cannot be any doubt that Deontay is the best receiver, is the number one receiver for this group. Look, if Claypool wants to pass him, go nuts. Have it out. But let's see them get their opportunities. That doesn't mean you eliminate James Washington. I'd still like to see what he can do. I believe he has more big play capability than Juju does. There's a lot of things that Juju does that James Washington isn't as good at. And I definitely want to see more of Pat Fryermuth, who was targeted twice, caught both, just because he catches everything, for seven yards. These are some good football players. But those two guys in particular, this is their time. This is their time. And for the Steelers, yeah, I mean... He's, he's hurt, he's injured, and I'm being really, really careful about saying anything that sounds insensitive here. But the Steelers really needed to turn the offense over to these guys a lot longer ago than this. Mark my words, and again, please, full context. Juju, terrific guy, terrific whatever, okay? Th- this could end up being a positive. If you move Claypool into the slot, as I had an NFL guy, uh, an NFL lifer, suggest to me the other day would be an outstanding weapon for the Steelers. And you saw that on the 59-yarder that he pretty much self-created on that slant Sunday. And you are to take both of these weapons and maximize them. My friends, we are talking about a completely different offense here. And this will not have wound up being a negative for the team in that sense. But again, losing Juju, not good. Not good. Not making it out to be that. Uh, Hoping for a full and healthy recovery. And we'll see maybe even a return to Pittsburgh next season. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. That's brought to you always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LG Aging. Represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. When they make you a promise, they keep it. They've been doing that in our region for over 80 years. Learn more at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Bill who asks, do you see Dan Moore going back to the bench once Zach Banner comes back from IR? You know, Banner's return, Bill, first off, for anybody who doesn't know this, remains uncertain. He's already had one setback, and I'm quoting Banner directly and using that term in his session with We Reporter Types last week. We don't know that he's going to return. Since he is practicing and since that is the trajectory and it's very much Banner's plan, we don't know that he's going to return before the bye week. And I'll remind that the bye week is next week. It's after the Seattle game. It comes unusually early. So if you're the Steelers and you have guys coming back or working their way back from longer-term injuries, whether that's Banner, whether that's Stefan Tuitt, whether that's Anthony McFarland, do you really rush them back? Do you really rush them back? I'm not saying that to denigrate the Seahawks. I will do enough denigrating of the Seahawks over the course of the week, believe me. That's easy fodder. But I'm saying it because you have a chance to make really, really sure they come back that much healthier and sturdier if you wait it out a little bit. And then there's also this. If you bring Banner back, you're moving Chooks to the left side. Now, yes, that was his natural position in college, but yes, also Chooks just played a really good game if you take away the four false starts, only two of which were flagged. He went against Von Miller and made us all forget that Von Miller was participating in the event. You don't just take that and yank the rug out from under it. You also don't look at the overall showing of the line and the overall boost of confidence that it gave not only to those five guys, but also, and we heard this from him passionately, to Najee Harris, to Ben Roethlisberger, to everybody involved in the offense. Do you just pull the rug out like that? Or do you wait a little bit? You wait a little bit. That's the part that I have a, a tough time with here. And I understand that there are conditions to being on IR and you can't keep the guy there forever and you got to make a decision at some point. But it's not this point. It's not this point. I'd rather see all of the IR people stay where they are. I know I'm not exactly answering your question. Yes, most likely Dan Moore would go to the bench if you have a healthy and hail banner and you have a productive and comfortable chooks at left tackle. But neither of those two things 
is in play, and they'd be much better prepared, I feel, after a bye week. Don't mess with it. That's what I'm saying. Just leave the offensive line alone after one good week. See if it can have another good week. There, how about that? (laughs) I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow.